0: Hey everybody and welcome to Romancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh and today I'm going to be talking about The Uploaded by Ferret Steinmetz. So let's upload the magic of books. So let's just get some first thoughts out of the way of this book. The cover was really cool. I liked the cover a lot. I think it was very interesting. This was a fun book. It was an exciting book. There were some parts that were you know of course better than others. That's just how books are. But on the whole I think this was a fun example of a cyberpunk book. Now in, in this non-spoilery section I'm just going to I'm going to try and keep it non-spoilery. We'll talk for a minute, of course. I liked the characters for the most part. There were a couple issues I had with main character, um, Amakai. We'll talk about that. There was one section, not a section, but it was one part that I, I didn't like as much. It, it makes kind of sense to kind of put it in there. I still didn't feel like it added enough or was interesting enough to me. And we'll talk about it, but I wish kind of it had been picked one or the other. It just felt really wishy-washy, like, okay, he's going to go this way. No, he's going to go this way. No going to go that way. And then there was something else that I just really didn't sync with me. Now, I, I do feel like the characters are actually a little young for everything that they're doing, and maybe, yeah, they could have been aged up another five years. It would have just had to change the story a little bit, but that would have been even a little bit more of to me. I totally thought that um, Ferret Steinmetz's kind of a prediction of what would happen if this technology that we'll talk about had been invented, you know, with like, you were to take that to its conclusion. I totally feel like that was very well done very explainable very realistic that was really nice the writing was pretty good there were some parts that i felt were i want to say too graphic but not not too graphic but just were were more graphic where i'd feel like oh yeah this is like an adult book or like this was a very like kind of devastating or like very intense scene and then we'd switch just to kind of more like lightheartedness but that doesn't necessarily convey everything i'm trying to say about it because that's not it just i felt like there's just a little bit of that but yeah, otherwise it was lots of fun though there were some Really good parts. The plot was pretty decent. You know, we have to. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it was fun. I did like that there were some false, there were some turns. You know, kept me excited and what's going to happen next. Like that's that is one thing. I could not have really predicted where this book was going to go in any at any one point. I could be like, yep, this is where it's going to go. I would be completely wrong. Oh, this is where it's going to go. I would be completely wrong again. Ferret Steinmetz was very good at kind of uh, hiding things, and maybe if I'd read it, or if you read it with a little bit more detail, you'll kind of figure out what. What the next step is going to be but I don't think that it detracts from the story knowing and predicting or not knowing and predicting and I think that's going to kind of be everything I have to talk about it in a no spoilery section so let's just get talking about spoilers let's talk about the plot so the world that we live in is not the great world that we live in now uh, Walter Wycliffe has invented a machine that can kind of record your brain and send you into the servers when you die everybody does it and that's called up life so the world this was it took a little bit to kind of figure out everything that was going on but basically you take a, sh- a shrive or like a, a point of your brain and you update that you know throughout your life and then if you die your most recent shrive gets sent up to up your life where you start living your life as a dead person now the only issue is that the dead have voting rights and the dead can go to any cameras this was I, I, one of the other things that i'm thinking about now that kind of puts a small hole in this and is this that there's no security like any camera is visible by the dead and you know and that makes sense be, in a sense because The way Walter Wycliffe had to set this up, he had to create it so it was, you know, more engaging to be dead. Not more engaging, but to keep them invested and keep them going towards that. And so we have this world of the living are just basically like slaves almost to the dead. The dead harass you if you have, you know, your family visits you. Like this book opens up on a wonderful thought scene. I I really liked it. Um, Our main character, Amakai and his sister Izzy, they're living, they're in a home. They're like, hey, we have to like talk to the lawyers tomorrow because they're going to separate us or they're going to, you know, we have to go in foster care because their parents had just died from the plague but they're like our parents haven't called us in six weeks and Izzy's like yeah it's okay you know when the parents call you know everybody says that they have to spend some time away or like just like parents always forget about you after they go to the afterlife and I'm like wow these parents just suck like I'm sorry if I could live for after my death and I could visit like visit like see them watch them I, I don't think my first thought would be like you know what I died this is awesome I'm just gonna go do something else I, I don't know my kids I'm Sorry, like I loved you guys so much, but you know what? I'm just gonna go play a game, and trust me, I love playing games. This would be the ultimate VR experience. But at the same time, I'm not gonna be like, you know, my 11 and 6 year old children, they can handle themselves for six weeks. Well, I am too sucked into this new world. Like seriously, but as the read the book goes on, you see that yes, that is a realistic thing because everybody in the whole world just wants to die, and they all they care about is the life after this one. All anybody cares about is afterlife because you can't do any building because why would you build something in the physical world it's just going to get destroyed up to life it'll be permanent you can change the laws of physics you can make it do whatever you want why are you studying math you don't need to study math we've got the best mathematicians in up to life studying math still you'll never compete with them you'll never be as good of an architect as them like there's nothing to live for in your life you now i'm mckay one thing i did like about him is he wants to live for this life you know he's been disillusioned since he was really young and his parents basically abandoned him right after they died which sounds sounds so weird to say but like they literally could have talked and every time they do talk to him on screen they're just like you know what it's so good to be dead like but don't kill yourself because that's you know you won't get in if you do kill yourself to get here and it's like uh, you guys I just that that was like a realistic unrealistic part to me where it's like yes it's a little realistic but like I just can't imagine a a parent who loves their kids actually saying and doing the things that they did now there's small issues I had with characters I thought a lot of the women characters were really good I mean Peaches was an interesting character character um, alex was an interesting character the neo-christians were pretty interesting because <laughs> they it's basically as if when when the afterlife happened all the neo-christians are, you know were like hey we don't believe that this is right but so they kind of formed off and became militant or some of them did some of them just have their bodies on perpetual life support which is what you know dares his friend does right that's what his family does but they, they were good characters now the characters the thing i did not like the most um between Amakai peaches and evangeline was the love triangle like i get it There's the love triangle. It can happen. It didn't. It didn't feel good to me. I don't think that they need Evangeline and Amakai needed to love each other. I think that Amakai needed to help Evangeline, and I thought maybe he was going to bring her more to his side. Where it's like, no, this life is the life you have to worry about because the Neo Christians have the same problem as as the uh, everybody else in the whole world. They only care about the next life. Their next life just happens to be with God in heaven instead of in upder life, right? So they still, at the same time, don't care about what happens on earth you know they're like suffering is good you have to suffer we have to do this and it's very similar a uh, very similar outlook on life you know your rewards in the next life do what you have to here you have to do this to make it to there it was very interesting and i like that that part of it that the, the discussion was there and now let's just talk about a little bit of a couple problems i felt i thought of okay well this is one more good thing well one small problem but it wasn't a problem it was good is that our Amakai is our main character and so his nicknames for people is what he's called everybody right and so you know one one of our main characters, Ian Grumgool, the entire book goes by Gumdrool because that's how he calls him just to make fun of him, right? And the turn that he's in, so if you there's five levels of Shriving. Um, luminous, something, 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 right? But basically, like, if you're on the bottom three, you don't get into the afterlife. Um, and he's Shrived in the bottom three since he was 11, basically. And because he is, he is too focused on, you can't get into heaven. You have to be perfect to get into afterlife. And he's killed people through accidents that would basically allow, you know, to stop people from getting into the afterlife so he was he wasn't too much of an interesting character aside from that very much focused on revenge but those reveals there was a couple reveals that were just like oh that's interesting like that's a different side to his character that's a different side to his character now let's talk about a little bit of the dislikes dare and amakai they (sighs) these are the two main main characters Amakai's is our main character Dare's his friend uh, wants to be an architect he was very kind of the scaredy i don't want to go do this but then he'd help out and you know he'd come along with them and help out but doesn't want to move into anything. But after a couple books, I just, after not a couple books, because this is one book, but after about halfway, a little bit more, maybe 60%, he became very competent very quickly. And, and there was a little bit of time that passed, but he also became very decisive, where in the past part of the book, he had been very indecisive because he'd been basically abused by his grandparents, you know, in generations past. He's still talking to him through the computers and speakers because it's a crime to, to block the eyes of the dead, right? And so there, he just He went from wishy-washy and then he got like a little bit too into it and too competent it felt for me where he's like suddenly he's the master programmer. He's the one being mad at at Amakai all the time for not thinking things through. And let's talk about Amakai. So in the beginning, he sneaks a pony into the hospital to cheer up his sister who is in physical therapy for the plague, right? And she kind of lived through it, but she has useless arms now. So he is trying to, he sneaks her in with a, a set of modules that are basically like, oh, if I do this and then this and then this, it'll loop the cameras but it's not programming because that's illegal because they think that they can you know alter the dead or something with it but they can't because it's all locked away so the 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 ban on programming made sense and also doesn't make sense because they're not scared but they just don't want anything to be able to potentially affect that right unless the dead want it So in my mind he was kind of set up to be this like oh he'll be a programmer or a hacker he'll learn he'll he'll change he'll fix things he'll he'll break things but in the end he turns out to just kind of be like the best social media influencer like he gets a video posted of himself he spreads it it kind of changes opinions and minds he does this it gets viral basically and i was like ah oh, that it just it took a different direction than i was thinking he would be with the hacker or the programming or you know being able to say like you know what i can, i might not be able to do programming but i can take these other things that people have created and use them in new and unexpected ways he does do some things in unexpected ways by thinking outside the box but he doesn't i i guess i just bought in too much on the first this first or second scene of him sneaking the horse in the hospital with the tech and it's more of just his personality and his character that was you know his driving force there what the uh the plan was now we could talk about Wycliffe and Wycleft where he had copied himself and then his tried to destroy his copy copy had to lose some memories to hide you know and can't find them all and they're different but the problem with Wycliffe is that he has lived too long he can't see yeah he he's trying to think of a perfect solution if I do this it'll fail in 100 years If I do this it'll fail in 50 years and you know there's so much I wanted to talk about with this where it's just like man don't give people don't give the dead the right to vote or if you do only let them affect the dead right like telling the dead like hey yeah you can affect the living world and like pass laws for the living world like that's a horrible idea like because and like no offense to anybody who's old I'm getting older and you know what I don't like as I'm getting older more change and learning new things I'd like to learn new things but like do I want to learn another operating system do I want to learn another thing like this no I kind of want it to stay the same because it's what I'm comfortable with because I'm competent in it versus what's coming Coming up, I'm not as competent in. Will I get as competent in that new one as I was in this one? Maybe. Maybe not. There's no, tra- There's no, you know, knowing. Now, I, I think we're kind of getting close to running out of time, so I'm going to try and speed this up. There were a couple spots that just made me laugh hilariously. I, I think I'm going to just be kind of done talking about Amakai and his character. Evangeline, you know, she goes back to her neo-Christians. I did not. I thought it would have been funner if she'd stayed with them and been like, you know, more dedicated just to this life. But let's talk about some really, really funny parts in this. All right. So there's the old platypus it talks in the book somebody's talking they say yep it's the old platitude life short and then you die but in the context of this book like in the context of like the real world you know the the theory is like life short and then you die so live your life to the fullest do everything you can because life is short and then when you die you're dead and you can't do anything else but this is the 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 new platitude or the new way it works is you know life short and then you die Is in yeah you're gonna suffer and life sucks but it's quick and then you die and you live forever and you get to do whatever you want and just totally flipping that on its head was so funny it to me and just so like apropos of this story it's just like oh my gosh that's so like that's such a perfect fit there the next thing is uh the lifeguard the people who are the basically the cops right they suck because they try to turn every mission into a suicide mission because everybody wants to die and i think ferret Steinmetz wrote that out perfectly where every time the cops are there they always go in with lethal force or try to or but they're not they can't intentionally commit suicide but they can definitely be accidentally killed like there's a horse that's breaking Free, you know, he finds the pony, he's breaking it free. The lifeguard literally throw themselves underneath the horse to stop the horse, but because they want to die, you know, they're trying to get hurt or killed. It's just so funny. Now, the most funny thing, or one of the most funny things to me was at the end of the book, Amakai does die and he has to go live in the digital world, right? But Gumdrool also dies and Gumdrool has been hating on Amakai the whole book. You can't get into Afterlife, you don't deserve it. He follows Amakai into the Afterlife, he dies, which causes his brain to be uploaded as well. But Amokai kind of just barely shrives to he's got the most kind of knowledge. He's missing the least amount of time because obviously you're going to lose time between when you die and when your last strife point was unless you shrived and had a heart attack then you you would die. But um, So they're both in, in the upper life together and Ian is like, I'm going to kick you out of afterlife. life. I'm going to stop you. You can't do anything. And he goes to punch him and a little pop-up appears for Amokai and is like, user, Ian Drumgul has attempted to punch you. Do you want to feel any pain? Half pain or no pain? And he's like, yeah, no pain. And then Ian yeah, Ian's like, his fist just passes right through Amakai. And he's like, what? Like, what's going on? He's like, this is up to life, man. Like, we're all digital. Like, there's no the physical body. You can't hurt me. You can't stop me. And he literally proceeds to just block Ian Drumgoole as Drumgoole's just like trying to punch him and beat him up and stop him. You know, he just can't see him, can't interact with him, cuts off the sound. And, you know, before he goes, he's like, you should have stayed in the real world where you could actually try to, you know, try to make change. Now that you're here in the dead, you have no power over me and you have no power over anybody, you know, anybody who doesn't want you to have power. It was so good. And I did like the end where Amakai is starting to become obsessed with just watching everybody and making sure things aren't going to go wrong is kind of the same setup that uh, Wycliffe had. So overall, this was a good book. I, I like that Amakai was able to think out of the box. I didn't necessarily like that he was able to just say, I'm going to. Go in and have no death problems or no real problems, and then have it all kind of work out perfectly. And when I say perfectly, there, that's obviously like a gross miscalculate mis you know, representation of everything that happens in the book because not everything goes perfectly. There are accidents. There, are people do die. You know. Okay, this is one more thing I forgot to talk about. But Dare dies. You know, they're attempting to. They the hackers have kind of built this fake server, not a fake server, but like a, a non legit server for themselves, right? So they're shutting it down before it gets hacked by. Wycliffe, but Dare, you know, dies in the attempt. Then die, Dare gets uploaded before this betrayal that happens in the book, and so it, this whole time Dare has been very antagonistic towards Amakai because he got his sister shot, and because he never thinks through his plans, but the version in the afterlife is like this super happy it loves you because, you know, we were best friends, he never experienced that section and I, I felt like that was I felt like it just kind of cheapens it a little bit or makes it not as good, like I would have loved somehow if Dare could have a, a secret shrive where you he is uploaded after this point of fact, but maybe not as far as he'd been forgiven before. So he has to rework the same thing. But it's just small, these small issues that are not bad. But again, I really like this book. I thought it was a lot of fun. It definitely, it was cyberpunky for me. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, please send those to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. You know, please like and subscribe wherever your podcast's from. And remember to upload the magic of books.